Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Quantum Woman. I'm your host, Shamina Taylor. And today we have an amazing guest that I can't wait for you guys to meet. She is an international model. She is an actress. She's been on the cover of Playboy, Harper's Magazine. She's been on uh, Maxim. She's been in many movies. She's also had an amazing journey from going to wearing a mask of being a model and not being her authentic self into fully now really coming out and being truthfully who she is. Part of that journey was an explant surgery, but also coming out about her age because she looks amazing for her age. She's like, a, she's like a me. We're like, we're drinking out of the water, uh, the uh, fountain of uh, youth. And she's also here to talk about, you know, her her journey on finding self-love and really learning to love her body. And you can imagine being in an industry that she's in. That's not one of the top things that are, um, that, that, uh, is expressed, but, uh, she's also an amazing, uh, artist. So with, I would like you guys to meet joy Corrigan. Welcome joy. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you because I have looked up to you ever since I've heard about you. I started reading your book. And I'm a huge fan, so I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, that means so much to me. By the way, Joy has over 2 million followers on all of her platforms, like a million on Instagram and everywhere else. So you guys are going to want to look her up. So she's amazing. So Joy, I like we just got to chat a little bit beforehand. Oh my gosh, you're like, you're one of 10 kids. Yes, I'm number four. I have six brothers and three sisters. Oh my and, goodness. Um, yeah, so my parents had 10 children. I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina, and we didn't have a TV and we were homeschooled. So my upbringing is very different from what I've found to be what is normal. <laughs> and you're living in LA right now, which is complete yeah. opposite from that, right? So I live in LA now. I've traveled and lived all over the world. I've lived in Africa, Australia. Wow. I've lived in um, London. Italy, Germany, New York, and now I'm in Miami and also LA where I'm here now. You live in Miami part of the time too? I started in Miami. That was my first place that I lived outside of, um, outside of North Carolina. So yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. So tell us a little bit about how you got into modeling and how and act and acting and what was the what was the dream? Because not a lot of people can get into this industry and become so successful as you have. And so I do believe we create a reality. Like when there's a dream and there's something out there to be achieved, we have to have that mindset. I mean, one of 10 kids, you have to learn to stand out and really like, I mean, fend for yourself in a lot of ways because it was just you weren't getting that one-on-one all the time from mom and dad, right? <clears throat> exactly. And so I, um, you know, I always knew there was something more and I wanted something different. So ever since I was younger, um, I think the first time that I thought that it was a dream that was possible was um, when I was walking in the mall and the town next to me, I was um, scouted by this um, girl that worked in the store. She's like, we are having a runway show for our store would you like to be one of the models? And I was 14 and I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Because I had been like made fun of a lot until that. I was still being made fun of around 14, but just for being a homeschool loser and loving horses and just being super scrawny and my teeth were kind of messed up. I needed braces and, um, Kids were mean. I didn't have a lot of friends, but the friends that I had were church and karate and they were all kind of mean, you know, and wow. I was so shy. And so this was a way for me to, I think, one, to prove everyone wrong. I was like, I'm going to make it as a model and actress and prove everyone who called me buck tooth or, or called me horse, you know, all these things. Um, and so there was part of that, like I wanted to prove people wrong, but also, it was so fun walking down the runway. I got to keep the clothes after. I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, so I always had that in the back of my head. And I think after um, I would look at magazines and I would just hide them under my bed because my parents didn't let us have them. And I would just be like, oh, man, this is what I want to do one day. That's that's amazing. So what, what led you to, I mean, when you guys see how beautiful she is, she, I thought she was 22, to be honest with you. And 
Um, she shocked me to tell me her age was 35. And then she went on to say that she just recently came out yep. about her age. So can you talk about that a little bit? You know, what was that? What was the reasoning for hiding it? And why, why, why is it coming out now? So can you believe that when I was 22, I basically, I didn't start modeling until I was like 22 because I went to school and then I dropped out of school and then I tried to model and it was not easy. So I ended up bartending and doing all these things until I actually made it a career. But um, when I started modeling, my my agents told me that I needed to start lying about my age at 24 because that was the cutoff of like anybody above 24, like they don't hire. And so at 24, I started lying about my age and um, I I had to tell everyone, news articles, everything so that it would be consistent. So they, they told me I should just pick um, a birth date, like a year and keep the same birthday. And then that way I won't forget. So my birthday was 95, which makes me, would make me 28 now. And that was on my IMDb. It was on my, if you Googled me. So for, for years, I was keeping the secret that I had to keep to even my friends and not like close friends, like maybe all the people I would meet in the industry, because you know, people talk. And once you start to build a name for yourself, like it could have all been just like, I don't know, I could have been ruined is what my fear was. And my agents would be so upset if they knew. And so I had this fear of not being the young, fresh, new girl that people want to hire. And that fear comes from my agents telling me, photographers telling me like, that I need to lie. And I think also too, just shooting prom dresses in my thirties, but afraid because the girl next to me is 22. You know, it's just like, it's not fair. If I look the part, I should book the part, which I was, I was booking it, but I had to keep the secret. And I felt so unauthentic. I felt so like not myself, like on set, I would be talking to makeup artists and oh my gosh, I'd be like, oh yeah, I just started modeling, even though I have years of experience, you know? So. Isn't that crazy that I said you looked 22? Like that was the number that I said. How (laughs) aligned is that? That is crazy. Well, you know, I, I do tap into some things, but I think that's probably, um, that's, it's so interesting. So right now you, you had a come out party on Instagram or on your socials to say how old you are. Yeah. So basically what I did was I decided that I'm just going to post it. I decided, you know what, there's this heaviness in my heart right now. Every time that I post I feel like I'm lying. Every time that I talk about my skincare routine, people should know that my how my skin looks for 35, not 28. You know, people should know I feel like my whole life is a lie. So I'm going to just tell people. And I was afraid, but I just did it. I posted and I got some hate. I got some love. But the best part about it is this burden was lifted off of me. And I said, nobody has anything on me anymore. And I do not have to live in fear of people finding out of mean girls finding out because in the past girls would try to find out and they would try to expose it. And, you know, and now I'm like, nobody has anything on me anymore. I am who I am and I can be proud of it. And that's like, that's one of the most freeing feelings ever. And I'm like, what's next? Let's keep going. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Absolutely. So this was came after your explant surgery, right? Yeah. So what, so you're on a roll. So what I, I am this year has been <laughs> so life-changing for me. And I think the past two years actually, but I have really just tapped into listening to my intuition more than ever in my whole life. Actually, I probably wasn't ever until recently. 
And that has changed everything for me. And I started by journaling, meditating. Um, yes, that's why you're in my world, girl, because that's <laughs> literally the shift that people have. I mean, like yeah. meditating and journaling, is, I teach both and they're literally life-changing. Sorry, go on, go on. Yeah, no, exactly. So I'm excited to finish your book so I can learn more of how I can really tap into that, that quantum field that uh, I think that there's so much truth to. I believe that there's just this energy and this, this realm that is so, um, it's so beautiful that we haven't, that I haven't even access to my fullest potential that I'm trying to discover. But in that is listening to myself. And I think that's when the shift happened is listening to what I need versus what years of just listening to what other people need from me and trying to people please. And it just, it wasn't making me happy. And I wasn't, I wasn't living my life. So now I feel like for the first time I'm living my life and I'm doing all the hard things, but the things that I know that I need to do because the inner voice will not be quiet. It just, it won't. I knew I had to share my age for the past year and I know I'm like, no, not yet. I don't need to. And it kept coming up and I'm like, I felt the burden. And then I just was like, okay, I surrender. But this is also after surrendering surrendering to other things. Um, in the past year, I've gotten um year and a half, I've gotten off alcohol. I've stopped smoking weed. Um, I've gotten off of medications, sleeping medications, different medications, Adderall. So basically, everything that I was on for years, I'm off. And this is the real me. And so that's another thing is being able to get off these substances that were just going to make me live, that were making me live in this robotic state, right? We're just going through the motions. And so getting- Numbing you out. Numbing you out, basically, right? Numbing me. Exactly. So I got rid of all that stuff. I started- Congratulations. I started meditating. Thank you. And- that's when I heard everything that I needed to do and my health wasn't good. And it was to do with my implants. Um, so I, I knew I had to remove them. That was super scary for me too, because they were my identity. They, I had them for 12 years. So my entire modeling career, I had these implants and all of a sudden I knew I had to take them out for my health. And I didn't know how that was going to affect my career but I put myself over my career. I put myself over what other people would think of me. And it was really scary. And I was, I was a mess beforehand. I was like bawling. I was, I was going back and forth in my head, but as soon as I did it and I woke up from the surgery, I knew that had made the right choice. I knew it. And I felt I felt more powerful than I ever have in my entire life because I did something for me that was the most scary thing that I've done. And I didn't have anyone telling me I needed to do it. It was just, I knew, I listened to my intuition. I knew that I needed to do it for my health, for my sanity. And so I listened, I did it, I followed through. And that power that came after, I'm like, what's next? I'm going to do everything that scares me. I'm going to tell I love that. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. That scares me. I'm going to tell I'm going to help other women. I'm going to use my voice to say, "Hey, you do not need to go and alter your body to be loved or to have success in this world. You don't have to go have a surgery like I did, you know? I want to help other girls who are feeling pressure. There's so much pressure in this industry to look a certain way. And um, with all these medications that I got off of, I gained weight, I gained about 10 pounds. And that was hard for me because I was trying to maintain a certain weight for years. And I would struggle. I struggled with eating disorders. I struggled with overworking out. Um, And you know, always trying to maintain this weight that I put in my head. Like if I'm not this way, I won't be happy. And that's crazy though, because 
we create this number, right? And no one else created it. And we're not going to be happy until we're that weight. But what happens when we get to that weight, right? Then it's something else. It's never ending. We have to be happy where we're at. We have to love ourselves where we are because we will never really achieve perfection. And, and I think it's also the aging process too. Like I'm all for Botox, but you know, the thing is at one point we have to fall in love with our wrinkles because they're going to come at whether it's 80, 90 for us, but (laughs) they haven't come yet, but they're coming. (laughs) But yeah, but like we have to fall in love with ourselves in the current state that we are because we are always changing. And I think that that's where the true happiness comes from and the true like joy of life. And that's what I've been discovering. Absolutely. I feel like one of the things that I've I've been going through personally is that learning to love my body in different stages. Cause I used to be someone that was competing in figure competitions. And I was the girl at the gym rat at the gym six days a week. I've been doing that for decades. And recently my hormones started changing. And also my the way I was, I, I didn't have three hours to be or two hours to be at the gym every day, you know, running my business. And some things have changed, especially during 2020, you know, when everybody had their moments. And my body doesn't bounce back as easy. And I was like, oh, I'm really curvy now. And I had 20 extra pounds. And I was, it was really a struggle for me because that's a lot of weight. And I was learning to just like, I didn't want to love where I was at because I was, I didn't want to love it because I felt if I loved it, then I would stay here. So then I was like, I got to find a a better way of doing this instead of beating myself up. Cause the first thing I would tell people was like, I've got to lose this weight, you know, or I'm like, this is not how I normally look. You know, I was always justifying what it was because I wasn't feeling good in my skin. And it was this summer, I think I, I I started looking up what body neutrality was and it was like, okay, you get to love yourself now, but also still want to improve it if you do, but you don't have to beat yourself up because it's not where you, where you want to be. And because, you know, it's like, I, everybody's always chasing those last 10 pounds, like chasing 10 pounds, 10 pounds, 10 pounds. Like that was always my thing. Even when I was fit, 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 it was 10 pounds. Even when I dieted down for my show, getting on stage, I was sitting there critiquing like there's cellulite on my butt. You know, I was always finding the thing and I didn't grow up with, you know, my father was, you know, a narcissist and he was very nitpicky. I remember I was pregnant with my daughter and he'd said, wow, you gained a lot of weight. I mean, like he would say really like things to me, you know, and, and, um, it was always a struggle with how I looked and I was very curvy when I was younger. So people would comment on my curviness, you know, and now it's a thing people buy butts, you know, (laughs) but like, you know, and I'm all for, if people want to get plastic surgery, I'm like, if it makes you feel happy, I'm like, go, go, go right ahead. And, um, you know, you do you, but it's like, it's, I mean, whatever makes you feel happy. And I I love that you found your own happiness, you know, in it. And, you know, you talk about, body. I mean, I can only imagine being a model. Like you were at the highest level critique because you're barely wearing any clothes and they're looking at you to look a certain way. So how do you undo that mindset to start really loving yourself and feel a sense of security in your body now? So, yeah, it's been a journey and I'm still on that journey. I get it. I'm still there, but um, I have to say, as soon as I started putting on weight, I didn't even recognize myself. And I would just, I I totally relate to what you're saying because I am there, I was there and I would just be so disgusted by the way I looked and I couldn't even look at myself. Honestly, I was just like, wow, this is not me. I can't be, I can't accept this. Right. And so I think what I did was one, I stopped weighing myself because that is not- me too. That was like just trauma with that scale. I'm like done with just that. Like throw the scale out because yeah. <laughs> every time you it was do- a trigger. It was and a trigger yeah, for me. Every time that you weigh yourself, it just puts you in this negative mind 100%. thought process. Hundred percent. It's never good. Never. never. No, it's never good. <laughs> You know, when you know, you're like, I know what I'm doing. It's bad. Like anytime you're checking Instagram or whatever it is, just don't do it. And that's right. So that's what I did. Number one. Yeah. For my mental health, we don't get on the scale all the time. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and then, um, and then I decided to eat for health and not restrict myself. I started eating breakfast and 
not trying to fast and restrict myself because what would happen is I would and then I would binge and it was just like so I just ate the things that were nourishing my body and then I I've been focusing on the things my body can do for me and the beautiful things that I can do versus the way that I look so just being grateful of like hey I can I can um go paint like do things outside I can cook I can um, give love to the animals. I can go um, work out and, and it's fun. And it's not, it's not about really the way I look anymore. It's the, what I can do with my body. Cause this body is just wonderful. This gift that we've been given, we can walk, we can run, you know, not all of us, but I think it's, it's amazing when you can is to be grateful for the th- the things that we can do with our body and just fo- put the, putting the focus on that. And then every time I look in the mirror, you go to the negative thought, you just stop it right there. This is what I do anyways. And I think I find one thing that I love about myself, even if it's the dumbest thing, like it's really hard some days, but I'll be like, you know what? I love, I love the way I smell or my hair or whatever it is. I'm having a good hair day, whatever it is. I find one thing that I can think positive, right? And each day the things will start going further and further and you you find that you fall in love with yourself <clears throat> even know you're curvier and you're different you you start to love that about yourself yes and true you love that you're you have hips and so me I'm just I'm still working out but I'm working out for my health not to lose weight weight right for my health and how I feel and I'm and I'm just listening in how do I feel I did everything good for my body today, I'm not going to condemn my body for how it looks because I did the right things for my body. My body, I is love that. my body's grateful. I'm going to leave it at that. So every I day do the right things for your body and your body will shift into its most beautiful, natural form. There's no way it can't not. I love it. I got chills with that one. That was a great, that was so good. I mean, coming from somebody who has spent her whole life, like having to put her body, I mean, for you to be on those substances, it's probably part of the the industry to do something like that. You know, it's like, what's the, what's the thing to do? How do you stay thin? You know, how do you numb yourself out? I mean, you, you, you have to completely remove yourself from your authentic self in order for you to probably be showing up in that way on a daily basis. So you must wake up every day, just falling more in love with yourself now that you get to be you, don't you? I mean, it's kind of great because I don't have to lie. I can be myself. I don't have um, plastic swing my chest down and making me feel ill. So honestly, they were making me sick being in my body for so long. I feel light. I feel- What was the sickness like? What was that? Just curious. Um, so I had um, super bad migraines that would happen like multiple times a month. They would last three days. My thyroid um, was completely off. I'm on thyroid medication. I just got my lab work done and it's my thyroid is working now. So I just cut back on my medication, which is incredible. And they would say that might happen, but um, I can't believe it's actually happening because then it was from the implants. Um, What else? Oh yeah. So constant fatigue, bloating, cravings, insane cravings, um, just not being able to sleep, insomnia and pain, discomfort, just constant, like, um, feeling of just sadness. I know it really affects your mental too. I was just feeling down and sad and depressed. So all of that stuff is kind of, it's been slowly going away. And I would say, I just feel so much better and so much lighter and happier. And just get to be you and you're amazing. So like, why not be amazing? Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think of myself amazing, but I mean, I'm working on it. <laughs> well, that's where you're going to start rebuilding back into the, I love me fully all the way. And you should think you're amazing. I think everybody should think they're amazing. Um, so when you're like in this small town in North Carolina on the farm and you're having these big dreams of becoming, you know, a, a model who's international, you know, being on big, big magazine covers, what are you saying to yourself? I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. And I, no one's going to stop me. I'm going to prove everyone wrong. I am going to get the attention that I deserve and the approval. 
I mean, it's kind of messed up, but yeah, that was kind of my thought process. So and you were, you were, you were out. So that's not the way you wanted to have probably gotten it, but you were in the energy of that's how it's going to be done. Right. I'm going to make something for myself. I'm not going to, yeah, it, it, it's a little bit of like, I think the need for attention because I was in a family of 10 children, my parents I mean, give me so much. So I think there is part to do with that. I wanted attention. And then I also wanted attention for the way I looked because I was made fun of by people and I was, I was going to prove them wrong, you know? And so there was a little bit of revenge, um, a little bit of competition and, and then the, the feeling of I'm going to do whatever it takes because I didn't want to stay in North Carolina and live on a farm and not have anything going on for me. I knew I was made for something else. And so I was And like, so you listened to that voice. I actually did. Yeah. That is true. I did start listening before I thought so. <clears throat> I think the first time that I actually really listened to my inner voice was when I was in college. Um, I was four years in. I had about a semester left and my boyfriend at the time, his parents, they were very religious and they said, hey, listen, we don't want you working a job and because it was a bartending job. And so they're like, so we're going to pay for your rent, buy you a car, um, give you a computer, but we just, we don't want you living with him. And we, we want you not working, but just going to school. It's literally like a dream scenario, but it's also like, I have to stay with this guy and stay in college. And this is my life. I'll probably marry him. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. So I, I dropped out of college I had $600 in my pocket. I took the car <laughs> that they gave me and I drove to Miami and I stayed on someone's couch and I was like, I'm going to make it. And that I just, I didn't have a plan, but I just knew what I didn't want. And that was why I went the exact opposite way. And that was the start of everything. And it wasn't easy, but. What was your first uh, modeling? Did you think you'd made it then when you got that first gig? Oh, No. I, I I still don't think that I've made it yet. <laughs> Even being like a, being on the cover of Playboy and Maxim and Bizarre, you know. Isn't that funny? I still don't feel it. But I'm, I think that there's part of me that always has like these goals for myself and I just keep making them higher and higher, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm, ha I'm happy with where I'm at, but I don't think that I made it. And right. I don't know. Do you think that, um, do you think I will ever feel that way? I'm not sure. So I'll tell you what I, so I, I already know you're overachiever when it comes to modeling, but many of the women that I work with, the, the thing about them is why they never feel like they're there yet is because they can't celebrate their success because there is some woundedness in their masculine and feminine where I don't feel good enough. And so it's hard for them to ever feel like, even when they hit like, you know, $500,000 a year or a million dollars a year or whatever it is, it's like, is this enough? Cause am I enough? And so it's this thing that fuels our success. Cause I, I, this was me. I was always never feeling enough. So my success was always being fueled by doing more, having more, achieving more. Like what, what's next? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Because I would get something and I'm like, okay, that was great. But what's next now? You know, like I was always looking at how much more I could have, but the things and the degrees, I have three degrees and like successes and the, whatever I was doing was never filling the hole that was a little bit empty inside of me of finding that worthiness inside of me. And so I think it still fuels us, but when we learn how to celebrate or where we're at, and feel like this gratitude for it. I feel like more of that comes. And a lot of the times women have a hard time celebrating themselves because they're like, well, I should have done that already. Or like that, I should have already been there already. Or, you know, everybody's done that. What makes me special? And then they take away their like this beautiful gift that they get to be in. And that that's that feminine energy of like allowing themselves to be completely seen fully in their own magic, you know? And I feel like that's, that's the, 
that's the thing. I feel like your voice is going to change as you're going with this process. You need a very soft spoken voice. And I feel like it's going to get louder and it's going to get more aggressive. It's going to get more deepened and it's going to be like, okay. Cause you're already on the, you're already on the path of like, I don't want to be who people told me to be. It's now my turn to stand up and speak up for who I am. And I feel, and I see that for you, you know, of what you're going for. And maybe modeling has been one of your career choices, but perhaps maybe there's a bigger platform for you coming out about talking about, you know, the things that aren't really discussed about this industry, or maybe there's a change, or maybe the, when you're acting and there's things that are coming out, but you definitely are creating a force inside of yourself with your consciousness around finding out who you really are at a very young age too, at 35, you know, people wait till there's this mass crisis in their life, which was me. And till you find this awakening part of yourself, but you're like, no, I can't unsee this, these parts of me that are waking up right now that I can't, I can't shut them down anymore. They're, they're calling to me for something bigger. Yeah. Wow. That is so true. I think you nailed it. I, I think that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, I'm feeling this, this feeling of what is my purpose, right? And, and what is my calling? And I don't know, but I do know that when I do talk about the, my truth, I feel amazing. And so yes. it only can be close to that. And so, oh yeah, you're, you're, you're it's coming together. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I don't know if it's going to be my lifelong purpose, but right now I think that I feel this just this power when I tell my truth and I feel this just this great feeling because I'm helping other people and I wish that I could go back and help myself but then again I wouldn't be here if I didn't go through everything I went through so I wouldn't change a thing you can't like the journey that we've been on it brings us to where we are I mean my journey you'll read about in the book. It's like, it's, I feel like that, that pain turned into wisdom and that's what's going on for you. Like when, before we got on the call today, you said you were in a really long relationship or a a very, uh, you know, not so great relationship. And that probably brought you to where you are today too, like coming out of that and like finding your voice and, and knowing, raising your standards of what you are accepting in your life and not, you know? Yeah, I I remember I felt so stuck. It was um, this very, very toxic relationship that I was in where he would tell me things like, I'm too old, my career's over, I need to just get married. Um, He would tell me that I could not make it without him. And I really believed that. I felt like I couldn't live in this world without him. And so I felt stuck and he was financially supporting me. And I really had this fear that my life was over and I felt so stuck and I, I would cry. He would make me cry every day. Like I would cry for hours at night, just emotionally abusing me every night, every day to the point where I believed what he was saying, but there was part of this voice inside me during that time. I was like, there has to be something else. This is not the end. This is not how it ends for me. I didn't live this entire life to end like this and it's not over. And I started journaling and that was my little way of getting escaping the abuse was to go out into the balcony, to sit there when he was at work. My only time there was peace in the house and I would just journal and I would write down and I, I don't know why, but I think that my future self came back to me while I was journeying, journaling and was saying to me, I love you. You can do it. You can do it. And so I, I got this courage. I don't know where because the circumstance I was in of this mental abuse of putting me down I don't know how, but I just, I, I heard a little voice. I love you. You can do better. And I was able to leave him and it was the hardest thing ever, uh, but I did it. And it was just, it was so hard. It was, it was a nightmare, but I didn't have any money. I left. I didn't have a plan. I just knew I needed to get out. So I got out and I didn't think I could work anymore. Or, and so I, I stayed on my friend's couch And 
all of a sudden I started booking all these jobs out of nowhere, but just enough to get rent. I found an apartment just enough to pay my bills. And it's crazy. I, I did it. I made it. He told me I couldn't. And I, and I, now this is a year ago, this happened a year ago. I'm like, I'm everything opposite of what he said he was. I can't believe I believed that. What was wrong with me? But also, um, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I, I, I had that time to really listen in because if I hadn't, I would still be there and I would be so unhappy. Well, I think there's something going on here with you. Like if you think about it, you have a little voice that speaks to you. And every time you listen to the little voice, it's directing you in the right way. And so, and you know how to survive. So you know how to go somewhere without the things. And I think that's quite amazing. Like I can leave and start all over again. You know, sometimes when we're dating people that are toxic, we start trauma bonding with them. And then it becomes a cycled loop and you say, you don't know why you didn't leave. And it becomes an addiction and you know that this person is not good for you. I've been there. I've done that. And it's like, okay, why am I still here when I know, I, I know that I'm better than this. I know that I should be leaving this situation. And the moment that you listen to yourself, I love that you were journaling. Cause like, I mean, that that's divine, you know, that came in to talk. Cause that's not something you would do normally, but something was speaking to you. Like, listen, your higher self was coming. I love that you said your future self. Cause I do believe that I journaled my life today. You'll read about in the book. Like I literally would see what I wanted for the future and I would put it on pen to paper every single day, creating her in this moment. I wake up as my wealthy self. I'd wake up as a woman who was doing X, Y, Z. I was acting as if her now so that it, it, I could become her, even though there might, I didn't know how it was going to work, you know? And for you, you were doing this and it, it's, it's your, it's your, um, uh, upper, upper end day. Like, um, I'm trying to think of the Latin word for it, but it's your, um, it's the way that you you're, you operate so that you can you know how to survive situations and move out of them, but you also know when it's time, when it's like, as soon as you started listening to yourself, you got into alignment itself. That's what I believe. And your authentic self was like, okay, finally, she's back together. Like, here we are. Her authentic self is here. So then you were able to start booking your, your deals again, you know, because you didn't have the resistance of him in your life anymore. And your theme is I'm going to prove everybody wrong. Cause that's been your theme as a young girl. So now you don't have to prove anything, you know, you just get to be her and that's consciousness. And that's the quantum field. In my opinion is the feminine, the beingness energy. And that's, you know, I get to be her, the more I'm her, the more I love her, the more magic comes into my life. I think it's phenomenal that you are, you're doing this because you're not in the self-development field, let's say, you know, but you're finding this, this path for yourself that feels great. And a lot of people don't choose that. They choose to stay where they are. And it's remarkable that you are moving in the direction of, you know, I know there's more for me in a different way. So what's the, what's the next steps for you? Like, I know you said your, your purpose is going to be coming. And I do believe that's going to unfold for you, but what about your career wise? Like, are you in a movie coming up? Is there things that we should be so, looking out for you? Where, where are you? Yeah. So, um, so I'm actually, going to be writing a book too and talking about my purpose and my journey because there's a lot that I didn't even say on here that I just really want Well, tell me some more. No, well, I'm just <laughs> I mean, it's going to take a whole book. Well, I'm writing <laughs> I'm basically writing down a lot of different scenarios and situations that have happened to me in my life um from the family I grew up in and everything and to where I am all the horrible things that have happened to me in the modeling industry. I can only imagine. And just talking about, you know, my eating disorder and how I got over that and just everything I think in one book is going to be one very therapeutic for me to like write down. And also I think I can help other people. So I think that's my future right now, but also for career wise, um, I'm really focusing on acting and modeling gigs are just coming in still, which is amazing. And I'm so grateful. So I'll just take whatever comes my way. But as far as acting, it's really my passion right now. And I'm in classes and I'm the strike just ended. So I'm going to be auditioning again and um, hopefully get some really cool roles. 
you were in a couple of great movies though. So, uh, you know, so, is it in your career? Yeah. So, so far, um, I worked with Bruce Willis on a movie, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then I just did super pump. It's a show about Uber, just small parts on big movies and TV shows, but, um, Hopefully the small parts will be big parts soon. They are. I mean, I don't doubt your manifesting skills to create what you want <laughs> at all. Like, I mean, when we talk again, you're like, guess what, Shamina? I'm on this. I'm like, I know, of course, you know, that you did that. I think it's amazing. And after you read my book, you're probably even more tuned to like manifesting exactly what you want. I, I can't <laughs> wait. My favorite thing to do at night is to take a bath with Espen salt and read. So you've been, ever since I heard about you, I've been reading your book and I'm so excited to finish it and get to the good part, but not rush it. Cause you said, don't rush it. I did say that everybody's listening. That's good. So <laughs> really if, somebody, time to if somebody's on the road to really like loving themselves, what would be like the first thing that you would tell them to do? So I think, um, the first thing that you need to do to really love yourself is to forgive yourself. Yeah. Uh, because that is where the, the most beautiful thing happens is as soon as you forgive yourself, you welcome in all of these other things that can happen to your life. And we have a lot of resentment, shame, guilt that we carry subconsciously. This story that we've written that a lot of times comes from childhood. And we need to go back to that child and we need to hug that child and like I've done a lot of meditations where I go back and I go to my joy who's seven and I hug joy and I say, I love you and I forgive you. And there's so much power in that for me anyways, it's really helped me to, to just open, open my energy to accept the great things that are happening in my life. And it's a work in progress, but, um, I think there was a lot of just this, all these feelings that I had from the childhood that I've been working on getting rid of. And yeah, so I guess forgive yourself and then you can love yourself, love yourself so you can forgive yourself. You know, it's one at hand in the, one what's some daily practices people could do to, to love themselves? Um, I think journaling and meditating. Um, another thing is, um, going out in nature. That's one thing I really try to do is just take walks, be around nature. You, you hear yourself better when you're around plants for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and then I I think also, um, you know, do things for yourself that are like loving gestures. Like I, I feel we find, we do all these things for other people that we wouldn't even do for ourselves. Start doing things for yourself. And if it's hard for you, think of yourself as someone else for a second and then make yourself breakfast, you know, and do the spa day, get yourself a massage, do those small things that you want to do that treat, treat yourself good. And that, that will in return, give you power and confidence. I love that. So what's your favorite thing to journal on? Like what's your, what's the thing that you... I always, gratitude. I always start I with, that. I always start with gratitude. It shifts the energy. Oh my and- gosh. You're my girl. This is exactly <laughs> <what I teach. laughs> Cause you can't be you, when you're in gratitude, you can't be in anything. Yeah. It's great. It, it's all the stress goes away instantly and I fight it. But as soon as you actually are grateful for something, it like all the stress just goes away for that second. And so just saying what I'm grateful for, if it's coffee, if it's the sun outside, just really basking in that gratitude and being grateful for that, even if it's a small thing. And I start with that. And then I go into what, what am I going to do today? Like, what are, um, what are the things that I'm going to do? I'm going to attract the right person. I'm going to, and each day looks differently, but, or I'm, I'm going to think outside the box. I'm going to do something scary. One thing scary today that scares me, you know? And then, so I write that down and then affirmations, 
just like writing things down about myself that I love. I'm smart. I'm strong. I'm courageous. I'm a go-getter. Um, and I'm limitless. So things like that, I write down. And a lot of times the affirmations look the same day in and day out, but that's okay because yeah. we still have to be reminded about it. And I, and I started journaling from the, like the six minute journal that I got. So I got these prompts and now I don't use that. I just start writing and then I write my prayers or my intentions or what I want. And then um, sometimes I just write how I'm feeling. And that's when the real magic happens. Definitely. Just like it's very therapeutic to get your thoughts out on paper. Yeah. And just to feel your emotions. Cause many times we were raised not to feel our emotions. And so it's just good to just witness your emotions, what you're feeling, get everything out. I, I, what I teach. I'm like the journaling process is getting your, like, cause sometimes we'll just hold it inside of us instead of getting it out. And sometimes all you just need to do is put it on paper just to witness it and be like, okay, that's just a thought I'm thinking or an emotion I'm feeling, but it's not who I am. Yeah. Cause I always feel like we're not our emotions, you know? We're not. It's so true. And a couple other things that I have done that have really helped me that I can't believe I haven't mentioned is I've tried, uh, I've been doing tapping a lot. I don't know if you've heard of this, but I, um, I hadn't heard of it before. And my friend introduced me to it. And anytime that I really just want to like get out of like feeling down or really sad or something, it's the, it's the best way to do it for me. I feel so powerful after um, it shifts that energy. Uh, or if I want to feel inspired, I do tapping and I usually just will do someone else's tapping, but sometimes I'll write my own script and, um, and then mushrooms, I microdose mushrooms. And I feel like that's also shifted a lot of me being gr grateful and present and creative. It's helped me a lot with my career. So I think those things awesome. are really helpful. That's good. I, I love that. It's, it's, you know, everybody finds their own, their own system. I do like the thing about you looking in the mirror though. When you look for the negative, you're like, no, I'm going to find something positive about myself. I think that's such a beautiful practice that I'm going to start doing. And I think that's just amazing just because we always can find what's wrong, but what if we look for what's right and how, what can we, you know, what can we celebrate about ourselves? Because we're so always trying to improve and critical. And so if we can just learn to love, you know, that of the parts of us that we want to love, it's going to be amazing for the growth. But, um, I, uh, I know that you're tapping into an next level of consciousness and it's really cool to watch and see. And you I mean, obviously you're doing it on a bigger level because you've got a huge following of people. So you're reaching the masses in a way that others might not be able to do. And I feel like with your new messaging, you're going to shift a lot of people into a great place. I mean, even teaching about your journaling is probably something that people need to hear or hearing about you journaling. Like they probably be like, yeah, maybe me too. You know, oh, like maybe my, I should that do that. Be my next post. I haven't even talked about that yet. So. Yeah, you should. Even like, you know, your little, your meditations that you do. I teach meditation now. And I remember the first time I tried doing it 10 years ago, I lasted like 53 seconds. And yeah, now I run meditations and I, I was meditating for like an hour a day for eight years. And I don't need to do that anymore that long, but it was, it's life-changing because my body needed to, my nervous system needed regulating in a different way and needed to heal a lot of things, you know, but, yeah. um, Oh man, that's amazing. I need to do one of your meditation sessions. <laughs> yes, you do. I'm going to, I was just thinking about things. I'm like, she could do great in that program. I'm going to give her that program. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but is there, is there, so, um, is there one last thing that you feel has made, like you've, you've reached a really high level of success and I know many people are, um, you know, listening like to, to become an actress, to become, you know, an international model, I mean, you believe in yourself and your abilities and yes, you were proving some energy, but you do believe in yourself to do it. But what if somebody who's thinking about, you know, starting yeah. a career to be seen, I mean, you had to, even you're so, you have this very soft demeanor about you, but yet you put yourself out there to be seen by the world. And to me that required you to do something to, to show up in that way, in that energy. Yeah. So I think what I've learned. And I, I think anyone that if you really want to do something, it's possible. I think anything is possible. Right. And I really wanted to do this career. I think for years I was going about it the wrong way. 
And yes, I had success, but what is success without happiness? Right. Exactly. And, and I think the shift of, I was working at it, working at it. Right. And I think what you said about the feminine of just being and attracting everything towards you has what is what has shifted for me recently. And it's, it's working on the inside and the outside all falls into place. And it's, it's crazy how that actually makes a difference. Yeah, it really does. Sorry. I'm like having a moment here. One second. No problem. Um, I really, I wanted to, I don't want to interrupt you while you were talking and it's amazing. It really is the beingness. And that's the, that's the place we expand the most. Um, I can literally talk to you forever. So <laughs> I love that you are, um, sharing part of your world with us. And I really appreciate you coming on today. Um, can you tell everybody how they can reach you and how they can find you? And yeah. So if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it's at joy Corrigan and I'm constantly posting about my journey and I'm going to do post about the journaling and all that. And I'll be posting about this. So if you guys want to follow me, go over there. And if you have any questions about the modeling industry, or if you want to get into it, you know, I can give so much insight and help because I had to learn the hard way. So yeah, just message me. And um, I have my assistant checking all the DMs. So just send me a message. That's awesome. Joy, thank you for being on. I love that your name is Joy too. That's just amazing. <laughs> thank you. This is the first time that I'm actually living my name for my whole life. And I'm just, I'm actually so happy to be here because meeting you, I think that we're, I hope that we're going to be friends after this. I'm so yes. grateful to be here and to get to meet you and you're so inspiring to me. So thank oh. you. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're amazing. You're amazing. Oh my gosh, Joy. Thank you so much. Yes. We're definitely gonna be hanging out. This is awesome. <laughs> thank you again. Everybody go check out Joy. She's gorgeous. <clears throat> She's beautiful and inside and out. She's got amazing artwork and, um, She's going to be sharing a lot of her story. And I think that um, it's it's a powerful story that many of us can relate to. Thanks again, Joy. Don't forget to go join our Facebook group, The Quantum Woman, and um, go get my new book, Unlocking the Quantum Woman. It's on sale on Amazon. It's doing really, really well. And um, I, if you feel like this episode might have helped someone, go ahead and share it. And we are all about reviews because it helps us in our ranking. So if you want to leave a review for the podcast, that would be amazing. And stay tuned for our next episode. Bye for now.